Thank you for tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas. I just want to say God bless you, and I'm so glad to be able to share with you again a message that I've titled Rescued by the Blood. Rescued by the Blood. Before I get into the message, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what happened to me on one of my trips. Um, I travel quite a bit. I'm not just a local evangelist, but I'm a missionary evangelist that travels the nations of the earth. Um, I've ministered in Hong Kong and Malaysia, been to Taiwan and Japan, uh, been to the Philippines, and uh, been to Haiti, been to Mexico quite a few times to minister there, and uh, gone to Ecuador a couple of times, and, and have invitations in a lot of other places as the Lord provides um, I just step into those open doors, uh, but I was on a trip um, and um, there was a uh, pastor that I felt to pray with. In fact, after every sermon uh, revival uh, that I hold, uh, at the end of the last service, I usually pray for the pastor and his wife and the family. And on this occasion, uh, unlike the rest of them, I prayed for their protection. Usually I pray for a fresh fire, new anointing. Uh, and this time I just felt led to pray for his protection. And I prayed that God would dispatch angels to encamp around the children, the wife, and the, the, the pastor. That he would protect them. That he, the angels of God would be all around them and war on their behalf. That evening as I was in my hotel... I uh, received a call from the pastor and the pastor said, Pastor Ronnie, he says, I'm so glad you prayed that prayer of protection over uh, myself and my wife. He said, on my way out of the property, off the property, he said, um, a man came up to me and uh, put his gun against my chest and shot one bullet at, at my body. And he said, what happened? I, I said, well, are you all right? And he said, well, yes. He said, this is what happened. He said he shot the first shot, the only shot. There was only one bullet in his gun, I guess. But he shot once and the bullet hit my chest and it bounced off and it landed on the ground in front of us. And so I said, what? And he said, I said, say it again because I couldn't believe what he had just said. He said, yes, the bullet was shot right at my chest. It was about an inch away from my chest when he sh shot his gun. He said the bullet hit my chest, bounced off, and landed on the ground in front of him and in front, in front of me. He says, I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm telling you today that God is able to rescue us by the blood, the blood of the Lamb. And He's a good God. He's a powerful God. He's a gracious God. And He's more than able. Have you ever had mulberry stains on anything? If you get those stains on your favorite white shirt, you might as well kiss that shirt goodbye. Nothing will get it out again. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No scrubbing. No bleach. Nothing will get the mulberry stains off of a white shirt. And nothing will remove the stain of sin from your nature except for the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God that was slain since before the foundation of the earth. It's the Lamb of God without spot or blemish. No wonder John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. See, many people try to use the blood as a good luck charm. They just 
it's it's a formula to them they just apply the blood or declare it over their life or circumstances or situations just to get something out of that declaration um, it reminds me of a workman who was repairing a stained glass window when the pastor came along the pastor was admiring the workmanship of this this workman he says let's go outside so i can see it all completely uh complete visual from the outside so they went outside together to admire the workmanship and he says that looks very good but isn't that piece way up there a bit loose loose asked the pastor just as he said it a piece of glass dislodged fell off the window cut the workman's ear off he said ah he said ah pastor i've lost my ear what am i going to do and immediately the pastor remembered the way peter had cut off the ear of the high priest's servant and he remembered how the lord had healed him and he thought this is it this is it this is my moment i was born for such a time as this i can be a man of faith and power and bring healing to this man's side the side of his head he bent down he picked up the ear he held it out to the workman and he asked is this your ear and the workman yelled back at him he said no that's not my ear mine had a pencil behind it <laughs> oh i'm telling you there was nothing to brace that pencil there uh, at the ear of course it wouldn't be there but uh, people are are, are kind of ridiculous when it comes to the blood they have no relationship with god uh, they pray not they study not the bible or read not the bible and yet they declare the blood believing they're going to have res results like if there's a magical power in that no you've got to receive jesus as lord and savior folks see and you got to operate in faith when you apply the blood of jesus for instance in exodus 12 7 we're going to read there today it says and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it they were commanded to apply the blood to their hearts and to their lives and so that's what happened there that day they they obeyed god they obeyed god verse 12 says for i will pass through the land of egypt this night and i will smite all the firstborn of the land of egypt both man and beast and against all the gods of egypt i will exercise judgment i am the lord and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you listen as you obey and you act on faith that's what obedience is it's a display of faith in your life as he sees that he says i will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when i smite the land of egypt the blood on the doorpost was a symbol of safety security and supervision safety security and supervision moses confronted pharaoh while he still had dust caked up on his face from his walk through the desert he definitely or defiantly said ten times let god's people go it was like the mouse versus the lion they were fighting for a piece of cheese it would be ridiculous to think the mouse could win the fight and have his slice 
But when God intends for the mouse to have the cheese, he can have the lion looking like a small little kitty cat. See, it's time we stand against the roaring lion and say to him, let my people go. Let my people go from drugs. Let my people go from alcohol. God says, let my people go from deception. Let my people go from darkness. Let my people go from wickedness. The de- uh, It's time we stand before the devil himself, the fiery serpent, and say, devil, I'll stand here till you let God's people go in Jesus' name. Three things I want to talk to you about this this day. Three things I want to talk to you about. The first is the blood. They were given orders to paint the doorposts with the blood. It was no ordinary blood. It was the blood of the lamb. It was no ordinary lamb. It was a lamb without spot or blemish. It was the blood that made it real, folks. It was the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Listen, the priest never asked When the sinner came up and brought the lamb for inspection, (coughs) the priest never asked what kind of sin was committed. It was the lamb who was inspected. This is where grace comes into play. It's not about us. It's all about the lamb of God. It was the lamb of God. It was the lamb of God that shed his blood. An innocent man for for a guilty world. It was the lamb of God for a person, an innocent lamb for a guilty man, a sinful man. It was a lamb for a house, an innocent lamb for the house of God. It was a lamb for the nation, an innocent lamb for the whole world. Sins were paid for all eternity, past, present, and future. The sins were paid for all who ever lived, all who are alive, and all who will ever live in the future sins were paid for all who come to the cross in faith and repentance it was a lamb for a throne he was a lamb triumphant in revelation chapter 5 he's the lamb that was slain folks he had been crucified he's the lamb who was worshipped by the 24 elders and four beasts they sung a new song revelation says to him because only he was found worthy Worthy because he was redeemed. Worthy because he has redeemed us. Worthy because he has made us kings and priests forever. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Why a lamb and not a horse or a mule? Why a lamb and not a horse or a mule? Why not a donkey or a horse? It's a picture of strength after all. The horse is strong. A donkey is stubborn. A donkey is self-willed. Why not a goat? A goat is a disaster. A goat never follows direction. Can never uh, follow. A goat eats up everything inside. Why a lamb? A lamb because Abraham offered Isaac. Yet God offered a lamb. A lamb is a picture of humility. He humbled himself at birth. A lamb is a picture of innocence. He who is without sin, a lamb is a picture of protection. Those who are covered by the blood are protected from the serpent. The serpent produced cunning, deception, sin, sickness, poverty, defeat, discouragement, depression, hopelessness, and bondage. 
but the lamb secured holiness and righteousness truth sinlessness health provision prosperity victory encouragement hope joy unspeakable and full of glory and deliverance revelation 7:14 says we are washed by the blood of the lamb revelation 12:11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb so i i apply the blood of jesus over the blood over my life over my health over my wealth over my family my friends over my church over every area of my life my walk my prayer my bible reading time and so it's the blood it's a, the blood god does not inspect the sinner he inspects the blood it was without spot or blemish the lamb of god that was slain since before the foundation of the world was pure and without blemish it, it was able to uh, secure a price to pay the price for sin of all mankind and to break sin's power over their life that's what the blood of jesus did folks three things i want to talk to you about today the first is the blood the second is the battle ever since adam and eve ate one of the forbidden fruit ever since sin entered into the garden of eden since then it's been a battle between the devil and the lamb since then men has sought to serve god his own way but it's only by the blood of jesus cain and abel brought their sacrifice to god cain tried to do things his way you see cain brought a sacrifice that was not acceptable to the lord cain's sacrifice was brought from the ground the very ground god had cursed when adam and eve sinned he wanted to do things his way but listen to what abel did abel brought a sacrifice that was acceptable to god he brought a lamb a lamb god had chosen his acceptable method of sacrifice a long time before it was always meant for a lamb to be offered as a sacrifice it was the blood of the lamb of god that was slain since before the foundation of the world how does the song sing say or the songwriter pinned these words he said what can make you white as snow nothing but the blood of jesus what can make you whole again nothing but the blood of jesus billy graham and billy sunday both great evangelists were both told that they were not to preach the blood of jesus they were told that they should have no blood-soaked pulpits if they were to be successful in the ministry we're told today the same thing folks it's just um, clothed in different words we're told that today's sermons should be politically correct if we are to succeed in the ministry i thank you billy graham i thank you billy sunday oh i command sickness to leave our mortal bodies by the blood of the lamb of god that was shed on our behalf i command all sickness to be gone i command all pain to be gone i command all shame for sin to be gone from our consciences right now in jesus name a renewed mind and a renewed spirit by the blood of the lamb i declare in jesus name you see the battle of the ages has been between the serpent and the lamb always been between the serpent and the lamb the the serpent has been spreading his venom since the garden 
Venom in the world. Venom in our young people. Venom in our schools. Venom in politics. Venom in our churches. Venom at our job, job sites. Venom on the internet. Venom almost everywhere we turn. Scientists today, they have found that only one animal can repel the poison from a snake. The antidote for snake venom comes, guess from where? From the blood of the lamb. As the venom is injected into the lamb, the blood fights the venom. Little by little, the poison turns to protein where when injected with the venom, turns to protein. The blood is then taken from the lamb and used as an antidote. The serpent is the devil, folks. Jesus, the Lamb of God, is the antidote. Can anyone shout glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord? I don't know about you, but I want to get up and dance all around because God is good. He made a way for us to have the antidote to the venom that the, that the devil or the serpent spews all over uh, our lives and around our steps and our our walks and our homes and and uh, Jesus has made a way have you been injected with the antidote today the blood of the Lamb of God have you applied it to your life have you declared it have you proclaimed the benefits of the blood of Jesus benefits in the area of sin and sanctification benefits in the area of of, of the spirit spiritual things benefit in the area of uh, soundness in your body soul and spirit benefits in the area of success success in your ministry success in your jobs success in everything you put your hand to you shall be like a river tra- uh, by a uh, tree planted by the rivers of water success in our security success in our safety you can somebody apply the blood of jesus over your life right now can somebody Somebody just do that in Jesus' name. Three things I would like to talk to you about today. The first is the blood. The second is the battle. The battle that we're in. You have the antidote in your hand right now, in your mouth. It's the blood of Jesus. Apply it to your life. The third is the bite. The snake bite started early in the ministry of Jesus. Each time the venom was stronger. The first time he came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. He dealt with the issue of hunger. Second time he comes around, he says, He showed him the kingdoms of this world. Now he's attacking him in the area of the desires of his heart. The third time he comes to him, he says, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from from there. It was dealing with worship. Worship. If you can worship through it all, then the devil must flee. I learned this from watching the the responses of Jesus at the wilderness, the 40-day wilderness temptation, that if you can worship through it all, he must flee. The poison became protein as he viewed or vowed to worship the Lord his God. When he came back, he came back in the power of the Holy Ghost. I can worship in the wilderness, he was displaying. I can worship in the good times and in the bad times. Jesus understood that worship was key to succeeding in the kingdom of God. 
Jesus learned early in his ministry as the serpent bit at him time and again. As he was scourged, the antidote grew stronger. With the crowns of thorns, the antidote grew even stronger. When the nails uh, penetrated his skin and bones, uh, blood ran down his body. Uh, It was then that the antidote grew stronger. Three snake bites fell into his hands and feet. Even stronger he became. It was there at Calvary that the venom became protein. He shouted, it is finished. That's your last bite, devil. He became the cure for the curse. He said, it is finished. He became the perfect cure for disease, sickness, and sin. The devil tried one last bite as a spear thrust through the side of Jesus' body. Too late as the enemy had been defeated. Venom had no more sting. The blood separated from the water. It showed that the venom separated from the blood. The sin separated from the spirit. The sickness separated from the body. The depression separated from the mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of God is in the blood of Jesus. Aren't you glad for that today? Aren't you glad that we can still apply the blood of Jesus? It's still powerful enough not only to set an individual free of torment in his mind and his heart and even his body, but it's also to set a nation free just like the children of Israel were delivered from the land of Egypt uh, on that fateful day after um, the the lamb had been slain and the blood had been applied to the blood. Listen, the firstborn of every Egyptian family that did not apply the blood of the lamb and none of them did according to what what it seems like in the scripture uh, that none of them applied the blood to their doorposts every one of those houses had had death the stench of death in their home that day but the people of Israel were delivered from the bondage of slavery in Egypt, in Egypt. they were set free by the blood of the Lamb, because they applied the Lamb of God, the blood of the Lamb of God, to their lives. That's God's way, folks. Make sure you do that every day of your life. Because the devil, it seems like he's always strategizing and scheming to see what his next attack will be. And uh, he just doesn't rest, it seems like. So rise up, begin to stand on the promises of God, apply the blood of Jesus to your life. How do you do that? It's simple. Just with your mouth, with your hands lifted up right where you're at, agree with me today. Father, I just apply the blood of Jesus to our hearts and our minds, to all the listeners here today, O God, that, Lord, you would set us free from the bondages of sin, from stinking thinking. Lord, set us free completely from the bondages of sin, Lord, your blood was shed to pay sin's price and break sin's power. And right now, in Jesus' name, I apply the blood of Jesus to our consciences, to our minds and our hearts and our bodies, our situations, circumstances, our challenges, our our battles that we're in. Right now, in Jesus' name, and I declare victory, deliverance. I declare it by the blood of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Well, thank you for sounding out 
for tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. If you'd like to place a donation for our ministry, we travel uh, the nations of the earth sounding out, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to a lost and dying world. Because the world is dying and on a downward spiral to hell, living in darkness, living in blindness, we have committed to answering the call and to go to the highways and byways to compel the sinner uh, to come to Jesus uh, and to place their faith in the blood of Jesus that was shed at Calvary. Because we do that, God opens doors for us throughout the country, but it requires finances as we travel overseas. And uh, I have a trip coming up to Mexico next month and then a trip to the Philippines. Uh, finances are needed for all that. And and I, I want to encourage you to uh, just uh, give a donation. Uh, no matter how small or how large it is, it will be applied to the travel uh, expenses of our ministry. Uh, the website is www.rfm1.com. And just hit the donate button and just uh, fill in the form. God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in today. In Jesus' name, I love you and I, I encourage you to just keep tuning in to the new episodes and enroll in the podcast, my podcast here, Sounding Out to the Nations. God bless you.